The Zevol podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast, where the 2017-2018 NBA season has just kicked off about half an hour ago, and uh, today I'm going to be going over the Western Conference over-unders. I did the Eastern Conference over-unders yesterday with Akshay, and uh, joining me on the line from Los, Ca- Los Angeles, California, diehard Los Angeles Lakers fan, Rebound. What's up, Rebound? How's it going? What's up, my nigga? Doing good. Just watching the first game right now. All right, uh, should be an interesting first game. Kyrie, uh, his first game back in Cleveland, but uh, we're going to be going into the Western Conference over-unders, and uh, let's get started. We're going to start in the Northwest Division of the Western Conference. Uh, first team we're going to be taking a look at is the Denver Nuggets, over-under 45.5 wins. What do you think? Uh, this, this one's a little tough. Uh, they've, they're a solid team, but I'm going with the over here. I, I like their front court and their back court. With Murray and Nurkic, I believe. Uh, and I think they have a good team. And they also just signed Richard Jefferson, but they waived Jameer Nelson. I think Richard Jefferson was a good pickup as a veteran player. And I think they're going to be a playoff team with 50 wins. Okay, sounds good. Uh, they they also uh, signed Paul Millsap, uh, free agent. Yeah, from Atlanta, uh, I think that was their big offseason signing. And then uh, their front court now is very uh, uh, adaptable to today's NBA for the kind of big guys that play and are effective in today's NBA. Uh, two guys that can space the floor, two guys who are very skilled offensively, can pass the ball. Uh, they all, they're, all, they're both very versatile, both offensively and defensively. They can guard multiple positions. And then Nikola Jokic, uh, he's looking to be a... A star in, the, in his prime, I mean, and he's looking to become uh, one of the better uh, big men in the entire NBA. And then uh, in the backcourt, uh, Emmanuel Moutier, Jamal Murray, uh, both guys who kind of showed some signs. And these are this is kind of their third, sec- second, third year for each of them. So look to see more from those two as well. So, uh, but forty-five and a half, I think, is a little high for this team, even though they are have some young talent and had uh, acquired a veteran star in Paul Millsap. I'm going to go over, under, excuse me, the 45 and a half. I think uh, somewhere around uh, 42, 43 wins. And, and I think that would be good enough maybe to get them in the playoffs somewhere between seven and nine in the West. So, but with that being said, uh, we'll move on to the second team in the Northwest division. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves over under 48 and a half wins. What do you think? This one's definitely over for sure. Easy. Carl Anthony Towns is one of the best players in the league. Uh, future coming, he's gonna, he's gonna be the best player in a couple of years after LeBron retires and Durant. Uh, Durant only has a couple more years, maybe three, four. They also added Jimmy Butler. He, Not Giannis, the Greek freak. What? The Greek freak isn't gonna be better than him. No, no, it's Carl Anthony Towns all day. All right. Uh, all right, uh, move on. 
yeah, they added Jimmy Butler. They also traded Ricky Rubio, and they added Jeff Teague. They added a lot. Uh, I believe they also added a couple of veterans in Jamal Crawford and Taj Gibson. And they're going to be either probably the fifth best team in the West after Oklahoma City added Paul George and Carmelo. So I see them finishing with 52 wins and they're going over. That's the easiest one. Take it to the bank. All right, I'm uh, 100% in agreement with you on this one. I, I think over for sure. Uh, uh, trading for Jimmy Butler, uh, also getting Taj Gibson, both him, uh, Taj Gibson and Jimmy Butler reuniting with their old head coach, Tom Thibodeau. And then uh, signing Jeff Teague, and then to go along with their young stars, uh, the core of Andrew Wiggins and Carl uh, Anthony Towns, I think just a plethora of t- young talent and uh, some also some veteran journeyman guys who have ha- have some experience under their belt. And then one of the better coaches, as most people would say in the NBA, when Tom Thibodeau. So all that uh, equals over 40 and a half wins. I think 51 wins uh, for Minnesota. We'll agree on that one, and we'll move on to the third team, which is the Portland Trailblazers, over under 42 and a half. What do you think? Uh, this one's tough. I mean, the Blazers are good. It's very low, so it's weird. So uh, obviously you have Baby Dame. And C.J. McCollum, but they also added that center from Denver who they got. I forgot his name. Yusuf Nurkic? Nurkic, I believe, yeah. It's too low. I don't know why, so I'm going to go under, slightly under, and I'm going to go with 40 wins. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, Portland, uh, as usual, uh, the last couple seasons, they're – the kind of success hinges on their uh, star backcourt, uh, offensive heavy backcourt led by Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. And it's that's just going to be the same story for them again this year. And then they had they were they played really well with uh, Nurkic last year when he was in the lineup. Uh, he brought versatility for them offensively and defensively. And but he kind of went down uh, with an injury. He wasn't able to play much in the playoffs. So uh, because of that. Uh, kind of uh hindered them in the playoffs even though they probably wouldn't have beaten uh golden state anyways so uh with that being said uh i'm going to disagree with you i'm going to go over for portland i they've shown consistently that they've been around 45 wins the last couple seasons when lamarcus aldrich has left so i think they're going to be somewhere around there again this season i think 44 45 wins and somewhere uh between uh sixth and eighth place in the western conference in my opinion so uh with that we'll move on to Uh, Oklahoma City uh, is the next team. We'll move on to the fourth team in the Northwest. Uh, over under 51 and a half wins. What do you think? This is pretty easy to over easily. Uh, it's just going to be how the, the big three mesh in together. There's also obviously Steven Adams to go along with that. And uh, the other guard that they re-signed, uh, Andre Roberson, is a good defensive player, and I think this is over easily. I think they're the fourth best team, third or fourth best team. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, the trade with getting Paul George from Indiana, that's obviously the big splash. And then, uh, obviously, as of, as of late, uh, getting the trade for uh, Carmelo Anthony from the Knicks. So uh, it should be interesting to see... Uh, 
Oklahoma City. Uh, I would love, really want to see them in a matchup against Golden State, although they probably won't win in the playoffs. But it would just be interesting to see the drama that uh, comes there. And it would really be a, a joy to watch. But, yeah, I'm going to agree with you 100%. I think over 51.5 is a no-brainer. I think they're 54, 55 wins and somewhere third or fourth place, like you said. I'm going to agree with you. So uh, with that, uh, we'll go into the last team in the Northwest Division, Utah Jazz. Over under 40.5 40. wins. What do you think? Uh, this one I'm going under. Uh, they lost their best player, Gordon Hayward, who is currently down right now in the game. Looks like it could be season-ending surgery for him. Unfortunately, he's been down for five minutes. Uh, anyways, uh, the, the, I don't see them... Going over, they did add Ricky Rubio to the team, which is good. And I, I just don't see, they obviously still have Rudy Gobert, who's one of the best centers in the league. But I just don't see them going over. The West is just too deep. Okay. Uh, 40 and a half, I think, uh, I think they go over. I think their defense is good. Uh, they they seem to control the pace for most of the, most of against most of their opponents, so... With that being said, I think I think I'm gonna go over. Uh, I like the addition of Rubio. I think he's a good point guard. He plays good defense, but he kind of needs to develop a shot. That's really the only thing missing in his game. And then uh, Ingles is kind of another ball handler for them, and he's very scrappy. He plays good defense. And then they have Rudy Gobert, as you mentioned, the, the stifle tower. So uh, the French rejection, as people like to call, some people like to call him. He's gonna be in the hunt again, in my opinion, for Defensive Player of the Year. So, good defensive team, plus uh, controlling the pace, uh, moving kind of at a slower half-court pace. Uh, with all that, I think they get over 40 and a half wins. I think somewhere, probably, I say 42, 43, I think they're a seventh, eighth seed. I think they make the playoffs, in my opinion. So, I'm going to go over on Utah. We'll disagree on that one. And with that, we'll move into the next division, the Pacific Division. And we'll start off with the... Defending uh, 2017 NBA champions, the Golden State Warriors, over under 67 and a half. What do you think? I'm going over on this one. Last year it went under because they didn't have full chemistry, and now they're fully developed, and Steph has taken the back role of being the second player, and Katie's the number one, and they, they re-signed everyone who they had last year. So I think this is pretty easily over. Okay, yeah, uh, I'm going to agree with you on this one as well. Uh, second year where they have a, kind of a stacked team, historic type team. Three straight seasons of 65 plus wins. Uh, only two other teams have three seasons of 65 or more wins. That's the Lakers and the Bulls. And the Warriors are the only team in NBA history to have three straight. I think they make it four straight uh, this season. I think about 70 wins for the Warriors this season, in my opinion, and like you mentioned, uh, Durant is the the man. Uh, he's the the best player in my opinion on the team. And then uh, Stephen Curry is second, uh, and probably one of the f- five six best players in the league, some somewhere around that range. And obviously, Draymond Green knows his role uh, on the team. Uh, versatile defender, uh, kind of ball handler in some situations. And then Clay Thompson, off the ball three point specialist. Uh, 
he doesn't really care what his role is uh just goes in there makes buckets and then he guards usually guards the other team's best point guard and he does it very well so all that being said stack team uh and i think they get over 65 plus wins for the fourth straight season and i'm gonna go over on this one and agree with you and with that being said uh move into the second team in the pacific division the los angeles clippers over under 43 and a half what do you think uh this is this one's really tough i mean obviously they lost their star point guard in chris paul uh but you know it's like they added they got they lost paul but they still got beverly and sam decker in return Obviously, Danilo Gallinari is a huge ad. I'm a big Gallinari fan. Uh, I think this one goes slightly over 44, exactly 44. So I think it's time for Blake to step up and become the leader of the team. And that's what he's been waiting for. I don't know if he's been waiting for it, but that's what he has to do now. DeAndre is going to give you what he gives you, like 15 and 10. But I'm going over her, and I like the Clippers to have 44 wins. Okay, I mean, with Blake, I mean, it's kind of, uh, as we've seen the last couple seasons, he's kind of developed a a lot better ball handling skills, and uh, I think uh, he was kind of limited uh, to kind of uh, expose that more and kind of show that more just because they had Chris Paul on the team. Uh, Does he kind of become a little kind of a point forward now that they don't have, like, a true point guard on their team? Which for who? For Blake Griffin. Uh, yeah, he's going to be the four. No, does, it, does he become a point forward more? No, he's going to be just... He, he, needs to, he needs to start shooting more. And now with Chris Paul gone, I think he's going to shoot more. Does he become more of a primary ball handler? Uh, no, uh, they have Patrick Beverly and Austin Rivers. I mean, those aren't like true traditional type point guards, though. I mean, in terms of facilitating playmaking, does he become their lead playmaker? No? Okay. Fair enough. Uh, but I think we're going to see more of that. I mean, because I, I, I've watched the Clippers a lot closely. They're my favorite team. Uh, I've watched them a lot the past couple seasons. When Blake gets a rebound, even with Chris Paul there, he just takes off and uh, handles the ball really well on fast breaks. I think he's going to do more of that. So, I mean, I'm really interested to see that. But with Blake, I mean, he's just had a bunch of injuries throughout his career. So that's always the the troublesome thing to see with Blake uh, to see if he can be healthy and kind of stay away from those major injuries. And also that's kind of the same thing for Danilo Gallinari. The, they're probably the, one of their big offseason signings. Uh, he's been injured. I mean, he's never really played a full season for a while in my, from what I've seen. So uh, kind of being on the subject of over-unders, uh, for Blake Griffin, what do you think? Over-under 65 games, what do you think? Uh, I think Blake's finally going to stay fully healthy, and he's going to be there the whole season. And for Gallo, over under 50 games played, what do you think? Over 50 for sure. Gallo, Gallo's on a better team now, and he he's going to be more involved in the offense. I think he's going to be the number one scorer. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just think Chris Paul is kind of a big loss for the Clippers, I and. In my opinion, I'm going to go slightly under on this one, but I I still think the Clippers might just sneak into the playoffs eighth spot, like 41, 42 wins in my opinion. But we'll agree to disagree on that one, and then we'll move on to 
across the the hall of Staples Center to your favorite team rebound, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers over under thirty three and a half. What do you think? This is the lock of the year. Over. Come on, man. We got Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma. Ball in the family. Oh, oh what? Ball in the family. Yeah. We got ball in the family now. We're also going to have LeVar at every game, you know, just like staying in his lane. And like, stay in your lane. Yeah, stay in your lane. This is the easiest one. Lakers are going to have like 36 wins. Easy. Most improved team. Also added Brooke Lopez. And the, the, they, they, they're going to be good, bro. Like, you'll see. Just stay in your lane. Okay, so uh, does Lonzo win Rookie of the Year? Is that a question? You might as well give him the award right now. Over Ben Simmons? Who Who is that? Okay. We got a confident Laker fan here. Okay. Uh, I'm not as confident as you in the Lakers. I, I'm going to go. I think 33 and a half is too high for this team. Given I do like Lonzo Ball, though. I like his the mentality that he comes out and plays with, his pass first mentality. Right when he gets the ball, I mean, he has a great feel for the game. He's always looking up uh, to see if someone's down the court and he's looking to get that outlet pass or kind of a fast break pass. So I like that part of his game. But uh, he needs to work on the shooting, like as everyone knows. And then uh, LeVar Ball, uh, as long as he uh, doesn't uh, get too involved, I think Lonzo should be fine. I think as long as he stays away from uh, the outside traps of the NBA. But I'm really looking forward to watching him play. I think he's going to be a fun player, and I liked his his style of play. But I just think the Lakers are in for some more uh, growing pains as they were last couple seasons. And because of that, I'm going to go under. I think 28-29 wins for the your Los Angeles Lakers. And with that, uh, we'll move into the fourth team in the Pacific Division, uh, a team that w- going into the season is predicted to be the worst team in the Western Conference. The Phoenix Suns, over under 28 and a half. What do you think? This one's tough. I obviously really, really like their star player, Devontae Booker. He's really good. Uh, I think they need to trade one of their point guards uh, away because they have three legit point guards and Brandon Knight, Bledsoe, and Booker. But, Booker, uh, is Booker a point guard or is he, more, one. is he more of a two? Huh? Booker's more of a two, isn't he? Uh, yeah, but he plays the point, too. Okay. They need to trade Bledsoe, I think. I think that's the one who's yeah, the th- odd man out. I think Bledsoe's the odd man out. He's kind of had some injury trouble. Uh, and I think Brandon Knight kind of seems uh, like a better fit with uh, to go along with Devin Booker. I think Bledsoe is not really a good fit with Devin Booker. But, and he, he's injury prone as well. So I think Bledsoe at some point right. uh, at the trade deadline is probably going to be traded, traded away. So sorry to interrupt you. Go, go on. Uh, I don't like. I, I think Tyson Chandler is coming to the end of his career, so I don't like that. But I do like Alex Len. Uh, I just don't like their team overall, though. And I'm not. I'm not a fan of the coach. Uh, so I'm going under. Okay, I, I I couldn't agree with you more. I'm going under. I mean, other than uh, Devin Booker and Josh Jackson, not much to look forward to watching the Phoenix Suns. And then uh, I believe Earl Watson is the coach, right? Correct? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't really know what kind of identity or culture that he's kind of imprinted on the Phoenix Suns thus far, and I don't really see much much of that changing this season. 
Uh, just a lot of growing pains, but Devin Booker in the games that you do watch is a delight to watch. He's an excellent player, excellent three-point shooter, uh, can score the ball very well. And then Josh Jackson, uh, kind of a versatile type wing who plays great defense, needs to work on a shot, but in my opinion also needs to kind of get stronger and beef up as well. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, but uh, definitely going under the 28 and a half, I think 21, 22 wins for the Phoenix Suns this season. Uh, we'll agree on that one and we'll move on to the last team in the Pacific Division, the Sacramento Kings, over under 28 and a half as well. What do you think? Definitely going under on this one. They, they have like a whole new team. Rondo's gone to New Orleans. Rudy Gay's gone to San Antonio. They traded Boogie last season. Uh, so they got Buddy Heald in return that trade. They got Zebo in the offseason, Darren Collison. Vince Carter? Yeah, Vince Carter. I just don't like the team. It's a, a couple of old veterans and some young players who I don't who are, who are good, but I don't think will be star players. And, and Willie Cauley-Stein, Buddy Heald. Uh, they'll be good, but I don't think they'll be star players, so I'm going under on this one. Okay, what do you think about their rookie, De'Aaron Fox? Uh, he kind of had it his way with your boy, Lonzo Ball, and his dad is kind of talking some shit that uh, De'Aaron Fox owns Lonzo Ball, and he's the better point guard going into the NBA. What do you think? Come on, De'Aaron Fox is good, but Lonzo's great. Magic Johnson was on Undisputed today, and he compared him to himself, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash. Come on, Lonzo is going to be great. We're going to have his jersey hanged up in like 15, 20 years on the wall. Like, De'Aaron Fox's dad has just got to stay in his lane and shut his mouth. Okay, and what about, uh, I mean, they also have Frank Mason, and uh, what do you know about uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich? Uh, you think he's a kind of a good uh, shooting guard for them? What do you think? Uh, Bogdan's pretty good. Uh, he's a good. He'll be a good shooting guard, but... I really don't know too much about him. I just know he shoots the three a lot. So he's a good three-point shooter, and they're going to need that after losing Rudy Gay. Okay, uh, so, I mean, going into the season, I mean, what is their starting lineup? Is Do they go De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, what, Scal Labissier? Yeah, Kali Stein and Zebo. Okay, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's just like kind of a mishmash of talent, like we said. Uh, yeah. Young guys and then some veteran guys. It's just gonna be very mixed up, like no chemistry. It's not gonna. It's not gonna look good. And uh, I give. I like Vlade as a as he, when he was a player, but he's just an awful GM. They already gave him an extension. Uh, the Kings need to get a new owner. The owner is not good. They're just in a bad place right now. Hopefully they get better, but it's not. This is not the season. Yeah, this is just a fucked up franchise from the bot- from the top all the way down. I mean, terrible ownership group, uh, terrible front office, and uh, it's going to le- lead to a fucked up season for them. I, I'm I'm agreeing with you 100%. Uh, under 28 and a half, I think 25, 26 wins sounds about right for Sacramento Kings. Uh, we'll agree on that one. And that'll wrap it up for the Pacific Division of the Western Conference. Uh, we'll move into the last division. The Southwest Division. Uh, first team, uh, Dallas Mavericks. Over under at 35 and a half. What do you think? Oh, this one is really tough. I'm going to go over, though. 
Uh, I just like Harrison Barnes, and Nowitzki's obviously coming to the end of his career. This is his last year for sure. I don't. I didn't think he was going to play this year, but after this year, he's hanging it up. Uh, they also picked up, or they've had him, uh, Stephen, Steph Curry's brother, Seth Curry, and I like that move, uh, but I'm going slightly over, thirty, just at 36. How do you like uh, Dennis Smith Jr., their first-round draft pick? Uh, I really haven't watched too much tape on him, but I heard he's good, uh, so we shall see. Yeah, look, looks like they got a lot of uh, small guards, uh, Yogi Ferrell, Dennis Smith, J.J. Uh, Barea, Seth Curry, so uh, kind of a lot of guys who can uh, dribble the ball well and shoot, and then Wesley Matthews, Harrison Barnes, uh, Nerlens Noel, Dirk Nowitzki, the, the veteran, uh, still doing it at age 39. So uh, I'm excited to see Dennis Smith Jr. C- to kind of go along with some of their veteran guys like Harrison Barnes, Dirk Nowitzki, Nerlens Noel, and... I'm going to agree with you. I go slightly over. 37-38 wins, in my opinion, for the Dallas Mavericks. And then we'll move uh, into the second team in the Southwest Division. Uh, moving further south in Texas, uh, going to Houston. And uh, looking at the Rockets, over under 55 and a half. What do you think? Uh, this is over easy. Chris Paul coming to the team is a huge, huge addition. And uh, as, I'm a really big James Harden fan, but as Kevin McHale said, like I don't, he's not a good leader, which I agree with, because in a couple of playoff games, he's just like gone out and like, and I think two years ago he got benched to when they came back and beat the Clippers. He was just sitting on the bench. Yeah, when like, they made when they had that big comeback against the Clippers in Game Six. Uh, uh, it looked like Harden checked out, and I mean, he was on the bench the whole fourth quarter as uh, Josh Smith and Corey Brewer uh, got them back in the game and eventually won that game for them. So uh, I'm, a lot has been said about Chris Paul and James Harden, two ball-centric guys, two guys who have high usage rates. Uh, how are they going to coexist, and do you see any problems with them coexisting, and uh, how do you think that works out? No, I don't think there's going to be any problem. I think Chris Paul is going to be handling the ball now. Harden's finally happy that he has a good point guard there, uh, so he'll take advantage of that. And he's going to be doing a lot of the scoring now. He's just gonna, his assists are going to drop a little bit. Uh, CP3's assists will be picking up. Harden's just going to be averaging more points and less assists. Okay, and then uh, as far as Chris Paul goes, uh, he's never kind of really been in a up-tempo offensive system like this uh, with. With it, which he's going to be this season with Mike D'Antoni. Uh, how do you think he kind of adjusts to the Mike D'Antoni's high-tempo, uh, up-tempo type offense? And uh, do you think they kind of butt heads at any point in this season? Uh, no, I think this is a good offense for him. He's, he's a fast-playing player. So I think he'll, he'll, he'll mesh in pretty well. They have a good squad. Uh, they were obviously trying to get Carmelo too, but that didn't work out. I think he... New York didn't want to get the right package in return. I think Ryan Anderson was the main piece, but I guess New York didn't like that. So uh, I still like them meshing in together, and I don't think he'll have any problem with Mike D'Antoni. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to agree 100%. Uh, This is over for sure, in my opinion. Uh, Obviously, the big uh, 
offseason splash with trading for Chris Paul. And then uh, they still have guys like Ariza Anderson, uh, good shooter with uh, Ryan Anderson, Eric Gordon, and then Nene. Uh, their bench is deep. Uh, two gritty uh, signings as well with P.J. Tucker, Luke Richard, Umba Mute. So uh, a lot of depth for them. And then Clint Capella as well, a good shot blocker. Uh, he's going to be getting a lot of lobs now from Chris Paul and uh, James Harden. So over for sure, in my opinion. I think uh, uh, about 60 wins, and I think they're going to be the second best team in the Western Conference behind uh, uh, behind the Warriors. Uh, so with that, we'll agree on that one, and we'll we'll move into the third team in the Southwest Division. The Memphis Grizzlies, over under 37 and a half. What do you think? I'm definitely going under on this one. They're a complete mess right now. Uh, they lost Zach Randolph, which is a blow, but they have uh, Mike Conley, who's an underrated guard. They got Marcus Hall, who I have a feeling they're going to trade. He's on contract year. And uh, this, uh, they have the other guy who they overpaid. What's his name? Chandler Parsons who went out, and I think he's just falling off completely. Um, the West is very, very deep. I'm going under. I'm going about 34 wins. Yeah, I agree, under. Uh, although, I mean, they're, the core, uh, the point guard and the, the center I really like. Uh, Marcus Gasol's always been consistent. He's been good. And the same thing with Conley. He's not going to blow you away, but he's, you know what you're getting from him uh, for the most part. But Chandler Parsons obviously... They super overpaid for him. Uh, he's kind of been injury prone. Uh, hasn't really uh, produced up to his, his the value that they're paying him for. And then other than that, I mean, not much else. I mean, they drafted Dylan Brooks from Oregon. Uh, they have Mario Chalmers still. Uh, Deonta Davis. So uh, not much else to get excited about other than Mike Conley and Marcus All. And then kind of just a gritty grind out style that they play. Uh, it's worked for them the past cup five seasons or so to kind of make them a fringe contender in the Western Conference. But uh, I think uh, those days are slowly coming to an end, and I think they're really going to feel it this season by missing out on the playoffs. And I'm going to go under, I think, 32-33 wins, and I'll agree with you on that one. And we'll move on to the New Orleans Pelicans, the fourth team in the Southwest Division, over under 39.5. What do you think? Uh, on this one, I'm also going under. Uh, I just don't. It just doesn't look like Boogie and uh, AD are meshing in together. But a huge addition is Rondo, which who's going to distribute the ball. But I have a feeling they're going to trade Boogie come the deadline because he's on contract year. And if it doesn't work out, which I don't see it working out, they're going to cash in and get something for him, uh, which he has trade value, really good trade value. I do end up seeing him. See him. End up seeing him going to Cleveland. Uh, so I'm going under about 34 wins. Okay. So uh, with the boogie thing, uh, you think uh, they're going to send him to Cleveland at the trade deadline for, and get Brooklyn's pick? And what else do they get in that package? Uh, probably something like Channing Fry or any Mon Shumpert. Okay, but uh, on Cleveland's part, uh, the only way they do that is if they get some sort of assurance from LeBron, right? Uh, or do they do that either way? I think they gotta do it either way because you, you, yeah, you want assurance from LeBron, but if they win the championship, LeBron's not gonna leave. Okay, so you, they're gonna roll the dice they there and go all in. 
Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but uh, getting back to the Pelicans, uh, I agree. I just thought, think DeMarcus Cousins' body language, uh, kind of with another uh, center power forward type who's better than him and taking touches from him, I just think his body language is not good with that. And then Rondo, I mean, maybe he'll help out Cousins a little bit, uh, giving him love, stuff like that. And Anthony Davis... Uh, Obviously, one of the better players in the league, but with him, uh, you always kind of have to worry about injuries. Uh, he kind of has, uh, you can always kind of pencil in 10 or so games that he'll miss each season just because of injuries, just because of how frail and uh, how vulnerable he is and injury prone he is. So with that being said, uh, I'm going to go under and agree with you. I think uh, 34, 35 wins for New Orleans, in my opinion. And with that, uh, we'll go to the last team in the Western Conference and the last team in the Southwest Division, the San Antonio Spurs, over under 54 and a half. What do you think? What was that? What was over? 54 and a half for the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, this is tough, but I'm going over. They added Rudy Gay. I mean, they just gave Lamarcus an extension. I don't know why that is. He hasn't been blending in with them, but... I guess he now he knows how it feels to play with Pop. They obviously have Kawhi, Danny Green, Tony Parker, Ginobili. So uh, I just see it going over slightly, 58 wins. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but going back to LaMarcus, uh, basically, uh, yeah, I was really surprised. I mean, he, he seemed like he was very unhappy playing in San Antonio. Uh, do you think kind of he just took it, kind of realized that he really might not have gotten a better offer from other teams? I mean, if he were to become a free agent? Uh, yeah, that could be it. And uh, I think he's gotten the memo that he's gonna, he's not going to be getting the ball a lot, and he's fine with that, especially with Gasol there, too. Okay, and uh, for obviously the Spurs are going to go only go as far as their star player Kawhi Leonard takes them. Uh, do you see uh, MVP-type season from Kawhi? Do you think he can win it, the MVP this season? Uh, Kawhi can definitely win the MVP. He's the co-favorite with LeBron, I believe. But the thing with Kawhi is he always just goes to sleep in the playoffs. Okay. I mean, and Kawhi, I mean, I think he's a great player. I think he's one of the, probably the best two-way player in the league. But, uh, I don't see any sort of mean streak from him. Uh, He's always kind of calm, kind of a stoic appearance. Do you think he needs to develop some sort of edge, some sort of mean streak to kind of uh, yeah, go to that next level? Absolutely, uh, because that, that's where it comes from. You see, you see LeBron getting mad, showing his emotions sometimes. Like all star players, Steph Curry, Kawhi is just like the guy who's gonna take care of his business and go go home. I think the only guy we've seen in NBA history to kind of be have a stoic appearance, humble type appearance, and be a, a legitimate type superstar is Tim Duncan, right? I mean, is there anybody yeah, else? That's for sure. So, uh, could, possible that Tim Duncan could have passed that to Kawhi and he kind of becomes the same or no? Yeah, that's possible. I mean, but he still has a long way to become a Tim Duncan. But uh, I see it, it happening, but... He just needs to be a man about it and man up. Okay, I mean, the only other, uh, I think, 
thing to ask about the Spurs. Uh, their young point guard, DeJounte Murray, I mean, is he the legitimate starter moving forward now that Parker's getting old and more injury prone? Uh, yeah, I really don't know too much about him, but this is where Par- this is Parker and Ginobili's last season, their last run at it, and I wish them the best, but the West is just too deep. I don't see them coming out, so uh, yeah, yeah, Murray's the future for them. Okay, I mean, I'm definitely going over. I think 57, 58 wins, I think, good enough for third or fourth place in the West. But uh, in regards to Popovich, are his days numbered in San Antonio as well? Uh, does he retire soon? What do you think? Uh, I don't know if he retires, but I think the Spurs are going to definitely keep him around if, if he wants to because he's, he's clearly cut, he's clear cut the best coach in NBA. No question right now, not even a question. Uh, but... I think if, I think he'll leave after like they're not a contender, but they're still a contender for the next two three years at least. Okay, fair enough. Uh, with that, that'll wrap it up for the over unders for the Western Conference. Uh, uh, I wanted to get into a few predictions about kind of some of the awards. So uh, we'll start, I guess, with Coach of the Year. What do you, who do you think wins Coach of the Year? Uh, with this one, I am going. It's tough, but. There's so many teams, but I'm a big fan of Mr. Thibodeau, so I'm going Tom Thibodeau. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go stay in the Western Conference. I'm going to go with Oklahoma City's coach, Billy Donovan. I think uh, Oklahoma City is going to be one of the top three teams, in my opinion, in the Western Conference, and I think that will be good enough to win the Coach of the Year for Billy Donovan. So uh, we'll move on to the next award. Uh Defensive Player of the Year. Who do you see? Do you see Draymond repeating, or do you see someone yeah. else winning? Niggas don't forget about Dre. Okay, Draymond Green. Uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's my nigga. Okay, I, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with Rudy Gobert this time. I think he's gonna have more of a defensive uh, kind of uh, work for him. Uh, more kind of a workload for him now that Gordon Hayward's gone, but. I, I just think he's going to be much improved. I'm kind of more healthy this season. I think he's going to just beat out Draymond, and we might see a little voter fatigue for Draymond as well. And I think just because of that, Rudy Gobert will win the Defensive Player of the Year this season, in my opinion. So uh, with that, uh, I guess we'll go to six man. Who do you think will win the six man? Uh, with this one... Uh... I'm going with Tristan Thompson because he's coming off the bench now. Uh, he's just a beast, and he's going to have a really good season off the bench. So Tristan Thompson is. All right, yeah, that's a interesting thing to look at. Uh, Tristan Thompson coming off the bench uh, now that Kevin Love is the starting center. Uh, for me, I don't know. I mean, this. I, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go with Andre Iguodala. I think Andre Iguodala. He's still g- going to play a. Big kind of significant role for Golden State, so, and I think he's gonna give them good minutes off the bench and good production as well. So I'm gonna go with Andre Iguodala from Golden State. Uh, with that, I guess we'll go into uh, most improved player. What do you think for most improved player? Uh, this one's really tough, but uh, man, I think I'm gonna go with Brandon Ingram on this one. Uh, obviously, being a little biased, but wow, that's a very bold pick. He's going to have a breakout season, and watch out for him. He's going to be averaging 20 points, like Magic said. Okay. I think I'm kind of going to go with the safe pick. Uh, uh, 
I'm gonna go uh, Kyrie Irving, being uh, kind of uh, away from LeBron's shadow and bigger role, uh, more touches, more higher usage rate, uh, more playmaking opportunities for him. Uh, so I'm gonna go Kyrie Irving of the Boston Celtics, and then also uh, it looked like uh, you mentioned that Gordon Hayward suffered a gruesome injury. Uh, is he most likely out for the season? What do you think? Yeah, most likely minimum till All Star break. What, what exactly? I don't, I wasn't watching. What exactly was the injury? Was it an ACL? Do you Broke think? Ankle. Broken ankle. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's devastating to see. Uh, Gordon Hayward's f- first five minutes with Boston in the regular season, and he suffers a gruesome le- uh, foot injury like that. That's terrible to see. Uh, hopefully, he gets well, and hopefully, it's nothing serious. But uh, from what I've, I'm hearing from you, rebound, it looks serious. So wish him the best uh, in his recovery process. So uh, getting uh, back to the awards, uh, I guess the next award will be Rookie of the Year. I think you kind of already mentioned your pick. Lonzo Ball? Of course. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. All right. Okay. I'm going Ben Simmons. I think uh, I think he's going to have more of an Im- impact, in my opinion, in his uh, rookie season than Lonzo Ball. I, th- I think he's... Uh, because of his defensive uh, skills and kind of his bigger frame, I think he can have more of an impact and be more versatile than Lonzo. And because of that, I'm going to give him the Rookie of the Year over Lonzo Ball. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Lonzo won it as well, and I really like him as a player. So with that, I guess only one award left. Uh, coach, uh, excuse me, MVP. Who do you think wins MVP? Uh, MVP, I'm going Kawhi. Uh, so that that's a pretty good one. Uh, I think he finally steps up and wins it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I guess uh, because of the departure of Kyrie Irving, I think LeBron is kind of on a mission. Um, I'm going to pick LeBron to win his fifth MVP. He hasn't won an MVP since 2013, and I think uh, I think he might not say it uh, directly to the media, but the MVP uh, award kind of matters to him. I think. He kind of feels uh, salty. I think he he feels that he should have more MVPs, and I think he's going to kind of make his mark uh, felt this season and win the MVP, in my opinion. So with that being said, uh, best of luck to your Lakers this season, Rebound, and thank you so much for coming on. Always a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Z. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh Hope you guys enjoy the entire NBA season and the rest of opening night tonight. Thank you.